The following contains descriptions of physical violence, sexual violence, and graphic descriptions of autopsies. Hi listeners, welcome to episode 15 of TGIC Podcast. I'm Jillian. And I'm Izzy. We are really excited about today's case. We think you'll find it super interesting, just like us, and there's a little bit of true crime conspiracy involved, so I think that'll be super fun to talk about. I mean, that's always, like, the super fun part, right? Conspiracy. Yeah, I mean, like, just talking about it is interesting, and coming up with other things. Yeah, even though it might not make any sense at all, it's it's fun, and... <laughs> Hey, we can connect other cases. It's super cool. So let's just get right into today's case about the disappearance of Kristen Smart. Kristen Denise Smart was born on February 20th of 1977 in Augsburg, Germany. That's so cool. Yeah, that is really I cool. I wish I could have been born in a foreign country. I know. Do you get, like, citizenship if you're born in a foreign country? I don't know. I feel like you should. Maybe might. like, specific countries, but I don't know. Or, like, specific circumstances. I don't know. But I still think it's really cool that, like, she was born in another country. Mm-hmm. So she was raised by her parents, Stan and Denise Smart, and both of her parents were teachers. So I, th- I think they've taught at, like, different places around. Like, I think she traveled a lot as a kid, yeah. which is super cool. And she had two siblings, a brother and a sister, and she moved to Stockton, California in her early childhood and was raised there. She attended po- California Poly... This is a long name. I can't even say it. California Polytechnic State University at the time of her disappearance. So that's like I think that's a good school. I think that's a good school it's, too. It's poly, it, Polytechnic like, is such an <laughs> interesting. Really it sounds like a disease. It's not sound like a disease. It sounds like something for smart people. Yeah, yeah. Like it sounds sciencey. Um, she was also six one. I don't know why that's I felt insane. the need to like point this out, but like six one is tall. That's like really tall. I mean, I like that's model size. Izzy and I are like really short. Like I'm five one. And I'm, like, 5'3". Yeah, we're super tiny. But, like, can you imagine, like, standing next to her? She's a foot tall. She would have been a foot taller than me. Yeah, she's a foot taller than me. That's so crazy. Wait. I don't know any, like, tall people either. Like, literally everyone in my life is short. Yeah. Anyway, so we wanted to point that out. But that's that's pretty much it for her background. And then she's also, I just want to say, she's super pretty. If you look at pictures of her, she's, like, blonde and tan. Yeah, I just wanted to. And 6'1". And (laughs) 6'1". Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to get into the timeline a little bit. So Memorial Day weekend of 1996 was the last day that she was seen. So on May 24th of 1996, she was going to attend one of her friend's birthday parties that were on campus, like at her college. And I mean, obviously, since it was a college party, there was drinking involved. And by How do you know that? Have you ever been to a college party, Izzy? No, I've seen movies, though. <laughs> I've never <laughs> been to like a party. No, neither one of us have. This yeah. is so depressing. Is I feel like we have an excuse, though. There's a pandemic, and we're only sophomores. Yeah, exactly. We've never been invited to parties anyway. Maybe. Okay. We're so, so cool on anyways, here. <laughs> on May 25th, but like this is 2 a.m. on May 25th, she was so heavily intoxicated that she was found passed out on a neighbor's lawn by fellow students. And, I mean, in my opinion, one of the saddest parts about this case is the fact that, like, she was super, super excited to go. Like, her friend Margarita Campos, Campos, yeah. That's her name? Yeah, Margarita, um, yeah. That's, like, why does her name have such, what do you think, there's a term for that, like, symbolic, symba, what's the word that I'm trying to think of? I don't know, like, it's something with symmetry, but it's, like, what is this? Symbiotic? No, like, syllabic, syllabic symmetry, that's what that is. Okay, okay, um, (laughs) 
So she recalled the night in an interview, and she said that Kristen was just so happy to get out, and she's quoted saying to Margarita, oh, come on, let's socialize. And these girls are inviting us out. Let's go. Aw, that is kind of sad. And, I mean, actually, before they even went to the party, Margarita decided that she did not want to go because she had to study. And before they even got into the house, she just left Kristen. Okay, I mean, that's sucked because of like the circumstances that followed but like I but mean, Kristen was alone she was at a party it wasn't she was entirely like you should you should always go to a party in pairs like that's a smart choice but like I mean we're both kind of the margarita girl yeah. <laughs> that sounds not right yeah but, but we, we would leave the party to go study yeah so I can understand where like she wouldn't think this is bad but like never leave yeah. someone at but a I party mean, like if you're going to a party with one other person you cannot leave them alone no, like the that's the most system. dangerous thing like this is why so many women and men get taken advantage of or kidnapped yeah. or... It's just... I, I just... Buddy I, system. Buddy system. You did it in third grade. You can do it now. Exactly. So, the students who actually got her... Going backwards. So, students who picked her up at 2 a.m. that morning when she was passed out, their names were Cheryl Anderson and Tim Davis. And they also went to California Polytechnic University. <laughs> And they decided to take her back to, like, a new more nearby dormitory building just to figure out, like, some stuff about her. But like it wasn't her, her dorm? It wasn't her dorm yet. Wait, these weren't even her friends. These were just no, like... just random people. Oh, well, I guess that's nice. Yeah, it's nice of them. However, another student named Paul Flores decided to help them, like, take her back to the dorms. I mean, obviously, so two people, like, clutching yeah. a six-foot-one heavily intoxicated girl, you want to help. And actually, so then Davis, who's Tim Davis, left the group since he lived off campus and he needed to drive home. Not so much there are two other people there. And then Anderson, Cheryl Anderson, left soon after since she lived across campus. And they left Flores. Okay, wait. So he could take her back along. First of all, if you're gonna like, if you're gonna commit to being a good Samaritan, commit to being a good Samaritan. Don't be like, see it oh, through. Sorry, I have a bad commute. Gotta go. No, see it through. And Flores then told police the following day that he had stopped at his dorm and she had chosen to walk back to her dorm alone. And that was the last time anyone has ever seen her. Okay, you know what this reminds me of? I don't know if you've ever heard about this case, the, like, Lauren, I don't remember how to say her name, it's, like, Lauren Spear or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, she, was, she left a party drunk and, like, was going to walk home and it was, like, a short distance, so it was a college campus, and then she just poofed. What the heck? Like, what is up with this? This is, no. don't let people walk back to their dorms drunk. Like, yeah, I don't exactly. Care how close it is. I don't care if they're literally in the room next to you. Make sure that you see them go into their and apartment. It's not just about, like, potentially being taken by someone. It's about, you could literally hurt yourself because you're not, like, fully aware. Yeah, you could aware. fall. Yeah. You could go into the street and not, like, get hit by a car. Like, yeah. there's a lot of possibilities, and it's just not safe. Never let someone do that. Mm-hmm. And the days after she went missing, so Margarita was actually her roommate. And the days after Chris, Kristen, I'm to really love the name Margarita. Why? It's it's kind of cute. Oh, oh Jesus! Imagine having a baby you could have named Margarita. A child named Margarita and one named Champagne. <laughs> Champagne's a pretty name. Oh my god, that's like a stripper name. It's not. It's kind of pretty. Okay. 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 Um. So the days after she went missing. So, Margarita got, like, started to get worried, and, like, not only had Kristen never came home, but she, like, nothing had been touched or taken. Like, it's not like she came home, picked some stuff up, and then left back out to go party or to go meet with someone. But, like, literally her purse, her ID, her phone, her keys, and her other personal belongings were still in the apartment, and nothing had been touched. Okay, that's super weird, because, like, 
why didn't she take her to the party with her? Exactly. Like, and that's something like, I like is very bizarre. And even if she were to be found somewhere, she had no ID on her. It'd be super hard to track who she yeah. was. And I mean, that's when her friend knew that she needed to like call the campus police like ASAP. So the and then she called the campus police and they're like, Hey, my friend went to a party last night, she didn't come home, I wasn't with her, I don't know what happened. And literally, the campus police didn't investigate her case at first because they said that maybe she went on an unannounced vacation. What is an unannounced vacation? Like, just up and left with nothing. Like, so, I, just like ditch day? Yeah, ditch day. Like, apparently, other students had done it. So, what is it? A big thing. But at the same time, Kristen hadn't brought her phone, her yeah, purse, her keys. Literally, nothing. There's no way she phone. could have left. She had a phone? Yeah. It was 1996. She had a phone? Like a flip phone. No one had flip phones in 1996, did I they? I've read an article where they said she left her phone, so... Maybe they did. I'm see, What is up with our tech history and stuff? Know. I have no idea. Anyway, we're not even going to get into that today. Yeah, but I mean, when nobody heard from her for days, and she hadn't packed any clothes or belongings, like, they knew something way more sinister was going no, on. No, like, you... She didn't just, like... If you were going on an unannounced vacation, I'd want my things. Like, you didn't... She didn't just dip. Like, it's not like she... Like, literally, her family was like, she had nothing to leave. Like, why would she just get up and leave? I mean, even if she was just like, oh, you know, screw this, let me go to the beach for a day. Like, if I was going to just be like, oh, screw it, I'm going to go to the beach for the day, I'd bring my money with me. Or my keys. Yeah, or my, my ID. So I could buy alcohol if I was of age. <laughs> like, um, no, like, I, what? You don't, like, that doesn't make sense. I don't under, like, campus police suck. No, like, they literally suck. The campus police, that's why they're campus police. That's why because you should not report to campus cat. police. Yeah, don't, guys, this is a, this is a big life lesson. If someone is missing, and you don't know where they are, and you're do not call concerned. campus police. Yeah, because they're not going to help you. I feel like every <sighs> college case I see, campus police, they have to go through, like, four days where the campus police are just, like, totally not helpful. Exactly. And then they bring in, like, the FBI. Yeah. And, I mean, this is a weird transition, but, like, what we know as of late, like, there's not that much information on, like, a lot, like, there's not that much information on the days after she went missing, because there's literally nothing. Like, Jillian says, she poofed. Yeah, she's just gone, and then the police, like, the campus police couldn't help find her. Yeah, so she's literally never been found. No evidence that has been useful has been really found. Her remains have never been found. Like, literally, she poofed. All right, let's get into some suspects and theories now that we've gone over all of our timeline information. <laughs> um, our first suspect is Paul Flores. So this is, like, the guy who escorted her home the night before <sighs> and, like, was left with her alone, which, I mean, I guess doesn't seem terrible until you, like, look into this guy a little bit more because I guess he was just very creepy, and he was also the last person, like, to ever see, see her. her. And he also let her walk home alone drunk, and that's a terrible, like, thing to say, like... A, it makes you sound like a dick. Like a dick. But then also, like, if that's not true, that makes you sound like bad. Like what like you, you took advantage up. of her or something. Like there's there's something very off about all of it. Anyway, so Cadaver Dogs actually searched his dorm the following day because he was like known as the primary suspect. Mm-hmm. And they detected the smell of like body remains Ew. in his bed. But like no one could substantiate any of it. Like there's no other evidence found. That's freaking horrifying. No, it's super scary. Like it, like, you don't just, like, cadaver dogs don't just smell, like, uh, no, they don't just smell things and they're like, oh, my bad. I mean, they can't talk, but. Yeah, but, like, they're not going to mistake in, like, normal human body smell for uh-huh. dead human body smell. Yeah, and it's, again, it's not like he has, like, rotting food in his bed that you could even, like. He's in a door. It's mistake. not even, like, an apartment. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's a weird, 
anything. Anyway, so because of that, he's always been, like, the primary suspect. But he's still under investigation in relation to her disappearance. And, like... And there's, like, no other stuff on this no, guy. No, I guess they just don't look into it. I don't know what the deal is, because the case is obviously still open, but... He's the primary suspect, and he's just never been formally, like, investigated very well. I wonder if they got any, like, DNA stuff. I don't think they... I think they have a lot of warrants out, is what I've noticed in my research, but, mm-hmm. like, no results have come back. That's... That's insane. Yeah. Like, at this point, that's, like, what? Like, almost 25 years? No, it's been a long time, and they're still, like, determining him as the primary suspect with no charges. Oh, Jesus. Okay. I'm gonna get on to Scott Peterson. This mm. is the true crime conspiracy yeah, this part. this is the conspiracy part. Okay. So, those of you who don't know, Scott Peterson is a convicted criminal and psychopath. So, in late 2002, he murdered his wife, Lacey Peterson, and their unborn son. And this case is, like, really big. Like, even my parents know this case. Everyone parents, knows this case. Like, it was does. it was one of those things, like, like we talked about with the Casey Anthony one. Like, it was one of those really big televised court cases. Yeah. All right. So, he's actually connected to the disappearance of Kristen Smart because they attended the same school at the same time. Yeah. And actually, Lacey Peterson, the one who was murdered, mm-hmm. like, she went there, too. Oh, they, seriously? They all, they, they all went to the same school at the same time, Ugh. which is super weird. And it's actually rumored that they knew each other, but, I mean, he denies it. I mean, obviously, like, what are you going to do, admit that you know her? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's rumored, so we can't really do anything with that. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how big of a school this is. This is, like, a a fact that I don't know, so that could go either way. But I feel like it's pretty likely that they would have known each other. At least cross paths at some point. Exactly. And, I mean, like, not to... And also, they were rumored to have had some type of relationship... Yeah, but, but it's, I mean, it's, it's rumor. It's like, rumor. Yeah. True crime rumor could be, like, literally someone just trying to, like, make up a theory. I yeah. just think it's super interesting, because I love when, like, crime cases that are, like, pretty big are connected. Yeah, I think it's super, like, the conspiracy of it's so fascinating. Exactly. And I mean, this, I mean, this connection is totally baseless, and it's kind of just based off of rumors and the fact that this guy is just a total creep. Yeah. Um, and, like, there's no evidence connecting it other than, like, what's circumstantial and uh-huh. that it's still kind of, like... It's not even circumstantial. It's, like, off. it's just rumor. Yeah. And, yeah, he's just a creepy psychopath. I don't... Okay, so here's why. As much as I love the conspiracy of this all, I personally don't think it was him in this case just because, A, it's, like, totally baseless. Like, yeah. Like, it not make a lot of sense. But also, I don't necessarily think that he is guilty for killing his wife. What? Yeah, I just, okay, like, it's a really big case, and I know it's big, like, I, I guess it's more controversial in recent years, but I, like, I heard about the case, and I, like, looked into it and stuff, and I personally just, I mean, not that I don't think he's innocent, Mm -hmm. I just think that he was kind of a dick, and so the police were like, okay, he's a terrible husband, let's charge him. I, there was just other stuff. I get that. If you look into this case, you'll notice that there was a lot of paths that the police didn't look down. Yeah. That I think... Not or like not necessarily very probable, but they could have been, and they didn't look. Yeah. So I'm not saying he's guilty or innocent. I'm just saying that there was a lot Places of evidence that they didn't exactly. Look into. So like I don't know how you could formally like charge a person if they didn't know yeah. all of that. And I mean also, when someone is typically put in prison for murdering someone, they're gonna fess up to a lot of the other stuff they've done. Yeah, that's like, like that's how you catch serial killers and you figure out how many people they've mm-hmm. killed or like like hurt that's how you figure it out because they just start it's kind of like the floodgates opening so even if he is guilty for killing his wife like i don't think he's guilty for Kristen smart's disappearance just because he probably would have tried to make a deal at this point and said something about her i don't know 
Yeah, and I mean, so it's, just, it, it's a lot of like we really have nothing connecting them. To. Exactly, it's it's like one little thin little string. Yeah. All right, so now that we've covered all of our suspects, let's just do our main theory. So no matter like who are like out of those two suspects, I guess this is just kind of our primary theory. Yeah. Like I mean, it does. There's not a lot of evidence in like aftermath of this investigation, so we couldn't really come up with anything what the police said, or like. I mean, this like, is a very general theory. Yeah, we have... In a lot of the other cases we've done, we've had, like, a bunch of crazy kind of, like... Specific, outlandish like, details, and specific time. Like, if you listen to the German one about the Russian mafia... Yeah, no. This is going to be a very general theory that kind of yeah. is applicable to, like, any suspect. So, the theory is that she was either taken by Paul or, like, Scott, I guess, but it would be more likely Paul, as I said, because yeah. he was the one taking her home. And, I mean, it could have been Scott, but she was left alone at some point, and at that point, like, she would have probably been taken advantage of and just taken. And then, because, like, I just don't think that, like, two college, like, guys would have access to, like, a place to hold her captive or anything. No, exactly. Like, like, these are not professionals. And if they were going to do it, they would have just gotten rid of her kind of quick. No, so I'm thinking, like, she was probably murdered. Pretty, pretty quickly, quickly after she was abducted. And I mean, I don't know why there's a, like, I feel like it's weird to think about why maybe, but like, yeah. I'd say most likely it was tr- to cover up an accident. Yeah. And in, I mean, in the case of Paul, at least, I don't really know about Scott because he is a criminal, but like, if it was Paul, I feel like it'd be more likely that maybe she was drunk, maybe there's some sort of fall or mm-hmm. something. He thought he would be at fault for it, so he killed her to like dispose or of the evidence. He, I mean, you never know. Like, a lot of people, a lot of murderers had like raped their victims and then decided yeah, to kill exactly. them. Like, got not freaked out, but got like really nervous and then just. And it would just make sense that she was killed, like, that night, and then the body was disposed yeah, of. Yeah, because that was, there was no blood. There was no... Yeah, yeah, and the cadaver dog smelled something, but, like, obviously it was not very substantiated. But there's just no way she was, like, held captive. Like, that's something that, like, creeps who plan do. And in dorms, you have roommates, <laughs> and you have people living right next door but to you. But also, like, there's no way that they had, like, some sort of separate, like, I don't know, cave hole. Yeah, where they cave could hold, <laughs> Where they could hold someone captive. No, literally. literally. Like, you know how, like... People who, like, plan kidnappings can sometimes have a place to hold a victim captive. Like a kill room. Yeah, sure. But, like, they didn't have that. They didn't have access to that. That doesn't make any sense. And, I mean, they clearly investigated this Paul Flores guy. Like, they would have found traces of him, like, either renting out a place or buying material. You know what I mean? Or even, clearly her body's been disposed of, and then there was just not enough, like, I don't know, way to find her. Maybe her body was destroyed somehow. Like, poof, literally. She's just gone. There was, like, no, nothing found. She's, yeah. like, quite literally the opposite of the Patricia Maheen case. Exactly. Like, Patricia Maheen was literally everywhere. And Kristen nowhere. Smart is nowhere. Yeah, exactly. She's just gone. Um, and now the stranger theory. Again, this is kind of very general, but... But there's always a stranger theory. Yeah. Because, like, I mean, that's sometimes a I think the, the stranger theory is more likely because there's obviously a reason that none of the suspects have been charged, and that makes me think it could be a stranger. Yeah. And, I mean, it's always possible to be taken by a stranger. And, I mean, like, it, most, of, it most likely happened when she was taken alone. Maybe it was another college student. Maybe it was a totally random person. Exactly. But when she was walking back to her dorm, we have no idea what happened in between that time. Yeah. Like, at all. And, and if you're very obviously drunk, someone might try to target you because of yeah. that. And, like, obviously it's not their fault, but it is something that, like, makes you look... 
like more... able to get like taken advantage yeah, of. Yeah, and I like creeps will take advantage, and obviously that is not the victim's fault at all. But yeah. like it's it's a high possibility that someone saw her and took advantage of her, and that is now she's gone. Yeah, and I mean in this case she could literally be anywhere, like alive or dead. Like we don't know, and I mean okay. This is totally off base, but this reminds me of Pretty Girl 13. I'm okay. Which is a book that we both read. Who wrote that so we can recommend it to our listeners? I'm not sure. We will... Can we put it in the description? I mean, we'll post... We could post it on Instagram. Yeah, we'll post it on Instagram. So, basically, this book is about a girl who was kidnapped and kind of just disappeared without a trace... And then it turns out she had been, like, kept captive by... Yeah, held captive in a cabin for a few years... Honestly, it's kind of a crazy book. It yeah. scared me. <laughs> this is kind of It scared both of us. So, I read this book. Like, I read a lot of, like, teen mystery books. Because mm-hmm. that's just, like, my genre. I like it. And I read this one thinking it would be pretty similar to the other ones that I had read. But it, like, scared the shit out of me. Like, I was no, it's, terrified. It's and intense. I was like, hey, Izzy, you should read this book. Because, you know, it's yeah. kind of like when you try bad food and you tell your friend to taste it. Oh, I read God, a scary yes. book and told Izzy to read it. And we no, and it scared me too. And it. I mean, usually I, I mean, I'm someone who I feel like can take a lot of that stuff, no, you but can't. not really. I, mean, I can't watch horror movies. You love horror movies. Yeah. Like, I thought she'd be able to tolerate it a little bit more, and she could not. But just the fact that it was also psychological, like it yeah. had to do with mental illness. You should too. read it. It's <laughs> really good, but I would recommend that you're over the age of 15 because it freaked both of us out. And yeah, it, it has scary. very intense themes too. So yeah. Um, but yeah, it kind of reminds us of that because there's a possibility, I mean, if she was taken by a stranger, she could be held captive. Yeah, and I mean, it could have been, like, she could have been taken by an opportunist rather than someone who planned to take her because there was no evidence of stalking, there was no abusive relationships, there was literally nothing. So, yeah. So, this was the disappearance of Kristen Smart. Tell us what you think happened to her on our blog or our Instagram page at tgic.podcast. Tune in next week for an all-new episode, and stay tuned for the final few minutes of this podcast to hear one of our podcast recommendations. Bye! Okay, so, Teen Girl Talk. Teen Girl Talk joins Susie and Franklin Coda as they make their way through the wide world of teen media. While not teens themselves, they are full of stories from their own teen years and tangents about almost everything else. If you decide to listen, not only will you hear in-depth discussion of teen movies, TV shows and books, but how horse girls deserve better movies, Frank's long-running romantic relationship with the Crypt Keeper, and Susie's dating advice. So, join them every Wednesday for their regular episode and every Thursday for their bonus extra credit episode. Teen Girl Talk. Too old to be teens, too funny not to listen to. Teen Girl Talk can be found on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and wherever else good podcasts are found. Mm-hmm.